With the Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out. Because your membership is packed with perks. For $1 down and $24.99 a month, you'll get perks like access to any of our 2,400 clean and spacious locations. Bring your friend anytime and both work out with tons of equipment that'll give you that big fitness energy. Relax in the Black Card Spa and more. Work out and perk out with the PF Black Card. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the PF Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details. With the Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out because your membership is packed with perks. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the PF Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the ABV Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck P. Thank you for listening to the show. I hope you guys are subscribed to us over there on iTunes. Uh, If not, just look us up over there and hit the subscribe button. That way, every time a new episode is available, it'll just pop right in on your podcast app. You'll be ready to go. Uh, You can also find us on SoundCloud and on Spotify as well. Uh, Plenty of places to listen to the podcast. I'm trying to find some other... uh, podcast apps that I can submit the show to. If you've got any suggestions, uh, feel free to hit us up on our Facebook page and let us know any way that we can get the uh, the show to more people. That's what we want to do. Also, don't forget to uh, follow us on social media on Facebook, our ABV podcast page. Uh, should have an Instagram page coming up pretty soon, so be on the lookout for that. We'll probably announce when that's going live on our Facebook page, so just make sure you're following that. And also, uh, let everybody know, we've got some ABV Podcast merch as well. If you want to show your love for the ABV Podcast, you can find it at tteepublic.com slash users slash upsets apparel. And uh, that is my normal co-host, Ross. That's his, uh, that's his T-Public page, page, his personal page. He does Disney t-shirts, uh, just like different designs that you can't normally get anywhere he creates his own designs for disney because he's a huge disney freak so on that page bypass all the disney stuff and you'll see four abv podcast shirts nobody cares about disney stuff just ross i think so if you if you if you have kids or you're a big disney geek like ross you can find those disney's on my ban list after what they did to the last jedi Oh, we could, that's a whole separate podcast. We're going to have to talk about The Last Jedi. I'd have to watch it again, but I really don't want to watch it again. Uh, I, 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 like, I like it more every time I watch it. I'm like, it's, it's so good. I still like it. You do not. Well, I've only seen it once, but I hated it. That's true. You only saw the, the opening day we all went to go see it. You haven't watched it since. Yes. For those of you who don't recognize my voice, <laughs> I am Eric Dakota. The, the, be, the better Dakota. The better, the better brother. Yeah. Compared to my brother Jada Cody, who I'm sure you all know. Yes. I am a homebrewing aficionado, love some good whiskey and cocktails, and I appreciate Chuck P. having me on the ABV podcast this week. To or I don't know if you can put them out weekly or what. but uh, I'm releasing them bi-weekly, just to kind of spread it out and yep. don't want to saturate the market with too many uh booze podcasters i don't know i'm just or that i'm just too lazy and like i need a week to get it all together so well regardless i'm joining (laughs) you for this episode yes about 
cocktails. I desperately needed you for this episode. Not that I don't need you for a beer podcast as well, because you definitely are way more knowledgeable than I am about beer. And a lot of the stuff that I learned about craft beer, I learned from you and Jay and our buddies Brenton Day and Buddy Etheridge. Uh, but I've, all the podcasts so far have been craft beer related. This is our first cocktail related episode, and I definitely wanted to have you on for that. So, yes, thank you for, for joining me tonight. Absolutely. My pleasure. And we're at one of our favorite spots in town. We're at Doe's Eat Place uh, in the heart of Mid-City, right there on Government Street. Uh, George Krause, the executive chef slash cocktail creator here at Doe's. Uh, it's constantly changing up the, the drink menu over here. Always wanted to keep it fresh and have some new things going on. And he just updated the cocktail menu with a bunch of scotch drinks. Yeah, they now have a scotch menu, but it's not a scotch list. It's a menu of four different scotch cocktails. Yes. Starting out with the Godfather, which is a amaretto liqueur liquor kind of, I guess, cocktail created with scotch and amaretto Yeah, that was made famous because it's what uh, Marlon Brando always used to drink. Of course, Marlon Brando was in the Godfather movie, so they call it the Godfather. There's the connection. Uh, Followed with a space-side tea. A stout batch of black tea is cleaned to remove the strong tannins before being added to scotch and homemade tamarind syrup, making this by far the most refreshing tea cocktail. We'll have to try that later. Don't have one in front of us now. No, but but we do have two in front of us right now. We do have two in front of us now, and I'm about to get to those two. There you go. Uh, Chuck's currently sipping on and i already finished off one because i beat him here <laughs> he did a bacon maple old-fashioned with a bit of maple syrup and chocolate bitters the next generation of old-fashioned has been assembled using our homemade bacon scotch this it's, is a bacon infused scotch with maple syrup i would assume it's kind of in place of some of the simple syrup yeah it's, and then, of course, chocolate bitters instead of the regular Agnostero bitters. It's delicious. I mean, it's it's really good. I thoroughly I'm, enjoyed it. I'm I'm on record, as is your brother Jay, and maybe even you as well, as saying that Doe's has the best old fashioned in Baton Rouge. It's in the ballpark. I yeah. mean, it's my favorite. It's I, for sure. It's my favorite. Yeah. No. It's it's a very good drink. And yeah. George makes an excellent old-fashioned. There's no doubt about that. And you, you add bacon to the mix. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> well, uh, City Pork does a bacon old-fashioned, but it's really a, just an old-fashioned with a slice, a slice of, of bacon, bacon in it. Yeah, so technically not a bacon old-fashioned. Well, I don't know if they really have any bacon infused into the liquor they use in that one. I honestly don't know the answer to that. I don't think so. It's been a while since I've had that one, so I don't remember. I do remember it having a big chunk of bacon in it, which is yeah, perfect. That's good, but... Nothing wrong with some bonus bacon. Yeah, but this this one in front of me has no bacon sticking out of it. It's just the cocktail itself, and it's delicious. Yes. And finally, sitting in front of me is a pecan and peat, described as the best way to drink scotch is to embrace the smoke by adding a pecan-smoked honey syrup, a bit of cranberry juice, and a splash of big O ginger liqueur. We have done just that. So I guess we've got a good peaty scotch here. We'll have to ask George what scotches they use in these cocktails because it's yeah. not listed here. But uh, And then pecan-smoked honey syrup, a bit of cranberry juice, and a splash of big O ginger liqueur. So you take over for a few minutes while I enjoy this. Yeah, go ahead and enjoy that beverage. I told George I was in here for restaurant week and talked to him about coming in and doing the show here. 
He was saying that. By he, the way, Doze is the best restaurant week deal in town. Yes. Oh, consistently, God. every year. Yeah, you or can't every, beat it. Every twice a year, it's the best deal in town. Yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed I didn't get to come out this past restaurant week back in January. Just new baby and uh, oh, yeah. you, you, you had didn't have an opportunity surgery. to grab a babysitter, so we didn't make it out. But it was the first time I'd missed Doze restaurant week in, in a while. Yeah. And it, I was it, heartbroken. There was a poll. Somebody did a poll about what restaurant was the best, the best for your buck for restaurant week. And hands down, I think Doze took it. And folks, if you haven't experienced Doze during restaurant week, it's forty dollars for a three course meal, and you've got two different types of steak you can choose. You have the uh, the pork chop, which is excellent here. You have your choice of three different uh, starters. You get, uh, I think there's like a salad, the tomato basil, and the beer, the the cheddar the, beer soup. Yeah, the cheddar beer soup is what I typically oh, get. So good, so good. And then the, they rotate different desserts each night, so you get it's a different dessert. It's not listed on the restaurant week menu. They just bring it out to you. And it's what it is for that night. So. Dessert of the night. Yeah, and you, it. Trust me, you're not going to the go dessert wrong. du jour. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. But when I was here talking to him about about doing this. He told me he was doing scotch cocktails, and I'm like, man, I don't know if I've ever, like, found my palate for scotch. Like, I've never really cared for it much, and he he was convinced that he was going to change my mind with this cocktail list. Well, scotch, in its base form without doing the cocktails, really has a wide range, in my opinion. Yeah. More so than bourbon. I mean, bourbon has some variety in it, but it's got pretty strict rules. Uh, scotch, because of the peat, the smoke, sometimes saltiness, and then the different levels of smoke they do to the malt, really can have a good bit of variety between a, you know, a nice easy drinking space side scotch all the way up to a, a Talisker or something like Lagavulin that's just over the top peat or smoke or brine, which leans it very well to cocktails. Yeah, I mean, I at home have a lineup of scotch bottles. <laughs> Yeah, you're a scotch drinker for sure. I love scotch. Scotchy, scotch, scotch. <laughs> All in my belly. Yep. Uh, so when you say, like, because I know absolutely nothing about scotch whatsoever, so I, another reason I wanted to do this so I can learn some things about scotch as well, The like the pecan and peat that you're, you're drinking, what is the peat? What is that? Peat is essentially a compressed moss, I want to say. It's like what you find in the Scottish bogs, and it's like oh, okay. a very dense, mossy, grassy kind of substance they call peat. And a lot of times they use the peat to smoke the malt. Okay. Because the malt it sometimes is smoked to give it extra flavor. Uh, that happens with, you know, American malts and stuff with uh, burnt beer and, and whiskey as well. But scotch very usually uses peat to smoke their malt. So the heavier the peat smoke, and peat has a... A pretty strong, I guess, iodine flavor would be the best yeah. way to describe it. Uh, I mean, I, I like to describe the peaty flavor as peaty, but trying to put it past the using itself as its own adjective, I'd say iodine, which might sound unpleasant. And the first time you try a really heavily peated scotch, you might find it a little unpleasant, but it grows on you pretty quick. Yeah. So the peat, which is a, a very slow-burning, dense I don't know the exact chemical composition, but, <laughs> but it's a slow-burning, dense fuel found in the Scottish bogs, and that's what they use to smoke a lot of their malt. And Scotch is almost exclusively 
if not 100% exclusively, malted barley for the okay. base grains. They don't use any corn or or rye or wheat or anything. It's it's malted barley. A single malt scotch would be basically all from the same like go through of malted barley as opposed to blended where they might use different varieties of, of barley and okay at least i'm pretty sure that's the <laughs> differentiation between a single malt and a blended but i mean i'm pretty sure it's all going to be barley it's just a matter of one like batch of barley like one yeah. one run of the malt versus a blend of different malted barleys that's crazy uh for, so when I when I see like Scotch whiskey like on a on a menu or like an ad or something like what is is that s- s- something different from just like regular Scotch or is Scotch whiskey like the same thing but it's distilled different or same thing same thing okay Scotch and Scotch whiskey are just two ways of saying the same thing whiskey produced in Scotland ah okay gotcha and they don't I, use the e yeah, the yeah Scotch tradition is whiskey without the e. And then Irish, American, most of the rest of the world doesn't use the E. I mean, does use the E. Scotland does not use the E. And then Japan, because Japan models their whiskey industry after the Scotch industry, they don't use the E in their labeling. Okay. And I think that was just a difference between the Irish and the Scotch at first that kind of stuck as, I believe the Irish were the first ones to kind of really turn to take into distilling in the United States. So they kept the E in their name and therefore when you see like a bourbon whiskey or Tennessee whiskey it's it's always got the E in it yeah so okay see these things I need to know I don't yeah I don't know what that is I've always wondered that yeah if you see an American whiskey like something produced in the states without the E in the name yeah you can almost guarantee you it's a scotch styled whiskey single malt malted barley 100% of the way you know smoked maybe some I don't know. You smoke it all sorts of different ways. Yeah. But if you use that in spelling here, it's going to be a, a Scotch-style whiskey. So what – were you into to scotches and whiskeys and all that stuff before craft beer, or craft beer kind of led you in that direction? I would say I started drinking whiskey before I started drinking craft beer. Okay. But then I got more heavily into craft beer before I got more heavily into <laughs> whiskey. Now, when you were drinking whiskey, was it like just whiskey, like nothing fancy? Oh, no, I like, would drink all sorts of okay. interesting scotch and, and bourbon and whatnot at the but Chimes or someplace like that. Yeah, well, perfect place for it. Yeah, I mean, one of my first scotch memories was Talisker, which is a heavily peated scotch uh, from Isle of Skye in okay. Scotland. And Talisker is about as peaty as you could find. And they had that at the Chimes. A buddy of mine, James Lawson, insisted it was the best thing ever. And I, the first few sips, I was like, you're nuts, man. This is horrible. This is terrible. <laughs> this, no, wrong. But then I started really drinking more, and I love it. And now I've got a bottle of Talisker sitting at home right now. Okay. Almost at all times. If I finish off a bottle of Talisker, that means... My next shopping trip is probably going to include a bottle of Talisker. Now, do you prefer it straight? Do you prefer it in cocktails? Like, uh, what's your pre- at home? I drink it neat. Neat, okay. For the most part, sometimes with a an ice cube, yeah, like a single ice sphere cube, something like that. Kind of open it up, open it up a little bit, a little bit of chill, a little bit of open it up. Uh, some of them will bring out a little more flavor that way. Some of them I just prefer neat. 
I like the just the way the it feels on the mouthfeel with just the straight yeah. scotch. Sound like I need to go somewhere and do some scotch flights. <laughs> yes, you should. Absolutely, you should. I trying to think of where would be the best place in town for that. Probably Oliver Twist. Yeah, I, I, I know Hayrod Scandal was doing whiskey Ooh, flights. Yeah, that's for a, while. a good spot for it as well. So, and there's yeah. the new place downtown that I haven't been. The River Room. I don't know what their. I haven't been there either yet. Okay, I don't know what their Scotch selection looks like, but I know they are supposedly a kind of a whiskey bar. So okay, that's the. That's used the to be Red, Red Star. Star. Yeah. yeah, that was okay. Red Star back in the day. Yeah, I don't know if it was anything in between. I uh, no, recall. I think I think when they closed it as Red Star, then the people that bought it renovated it, and then they became the River Room. But it was yeah. something else before Red Star as well. Ooh, that's before my time, or at least before my going out, yeah, and drinking time. <laughs> I can't think of what it was, but it was something else before Red Star. Yeah, well, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this pecan yeah. and peat cocktail itself. I will say the ginger liqueur in it is probably the strongest isolated flavor. That ginger comes through really strong. Uh, George also garnished it with a lemon, so you get a lot of citrus. You get that lemon on the nose. Yeah. It's not embedded into the cocktail, but whenever you kind of rim a glass or put that lemon on there, you're going to get a lot of that on the nose more than the, the tongue, which is just normal because it's right there on the outside. It's not exactly. soaked into the – it's not muddled into the cocktail <laughs> itself. So very strong on the ginger uh, peat. Is there? It's kind of taking a back seat to to some of the the ginger and the honey syrup. What about you getting any uh, pecan notes in there? There's a little pecan on the nose. Okay. He's tasting. Not, that's not, why we're quiet. Yeah, <laughs> not a, not a whole lot of pecan on the on the taste. I get the honey, the cranberry, the peat. Just more the nose of it. All that behind the ginger. I think the ginger comes through strongest, but ginger is a strong flavor, it so is. that's not surprising me at all. I had a cocktail recently in Knoxville that had a rosemary uh, simple syrup base. Oh, wow. And it was really good, but rosemary absolutely dominated that, as rosemary will tend to do to yeah. just about anything else. That's true. I loved doing, when I was home brewing. One of my favorite recipes was a rosemary IPA. So this distillery, a craft distillery in Knoxville called Postmodern Spirits, one of the things they do is collaborate with local breweries. So one of their whiskeys, they call it a whiskey, and it's kind of using this term very loosely, but it, it, yeah. it applies because <laughs> it is a from grain spirit. Yep, there you go. It was an IPA that another brewery in town had, had brewed, an IPA, oh, cool. and then they distilled the IPA and turned it into a whiskey. Uh, so it was a IPA whiskey base with rosemary simple syrup, and wow. it was really good. That I've seen like probably in the last few months or so, lots of uh, lots of bars in New Orleans, and then I've been seeing some stuff on on Travel Channel as well with bars just around the country doing uh, beer cocktails. Mm-hmm. That seems to be like like, a, like this was kind of beer thing. cocktail to the extreme, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've definitely heard of beer cocktails. You know, using a a beer as the base to add you know spirit and a, a f- another flavoring or simple syrup to the beer to kind of get a different twist on it. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I don't hate it. Experiment. Try yeah. it. Yeah. You know, what's the worst case? You 
don't really like it and you, you might improve a bad beer try again i mean <laughs> there's some beers that you're not going to make much worse uh, true true some produced in our state in our city that you aren't going to make much worse no well, well we, we, we won't we won't go that route <laughs> i'm not naming any names we'll just say we'll just say there's there's some uh, there's some beers produced in states like Mississippi and Alabama that oh, we don't yeah. even like. You know, there's some bad beers in there, those states, yeah. I agree with that for sure. <laughs> tell me, tell us a little bit more about your bacon maple, bacon maple old-fashioned, not a maple bacon old-fashioned. Yeah, that, that, that's something that maybe we'll get him to make that, whatever that is. <laughs> a maple bacon, can you make that? Uh, I'm digging it a lot. Definitely get, got the bacon on the nose, and I'm getting it, like, in the first sip. Like, I'm, t- I'm clearly tasting the bacon coming through. But it kind of it kind of fades. Not quickly, but, like, it makes way for everything else that's that's in here. Yeah. Old Fashioned is one of my favorite drinks. I like that it's not – there's no muddled fruit in the bottom of it. I hate that. It's like – There's a cherry down there. There's a cherry, but it's not muddled. You know, I can – No, it's not. I can get it and eat it. Like, I hate when they put, like, an orange in there and they just, like, muddle the hell out of it. And it's like I take a big sip and I got, like, half pulp, half cocktail. Yeah. Well, traditionally, an old-fashioned wouldn't even have a cherry in it. Well, that's kind of a a more modern take yeah. on the garnish for that. Uh, normally, I think it would just have, like, whiskey, simple syrup, and garnish with an orange slice. I think, yeah. That sounds right. I mean, uh, you want bitters. Whiskey, yeah. simple syrup, yeah. bitters. Poured over ice, or usually, if you really want to go old school traditional, you take a sugar cube, put it in the oh, glass, yeah. dash the bitters on top of the sugar cube, put Lay a little it. bit of water on to kind of give it a little liquid, muddle all that together until it dissolves. Yeah, that's a then th- pour your whiskey in, add your ice cubes, and garnish with an orange slice. Something with that, I can deal with that. With the Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out. Because your membership is packed with perks. For $1 down and $24.99 a month, you'll get perks like access to any of our 2,400 clean and spacious locations. Bring your friend anytime and both work out with tons of equipment that'll give you that big fitness energy. Relax in the Black Card Spa and more. Work out and perk out with the PF Black Card. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the PF Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details. Yeah, that's just a lot of work to that do the whole muddled work. sugar cube. <laughs> it's, it's a lot easier to have your simple syrup ready and yeah. put that in there, mix some whiskey in, add your bitters, garnish, call it done. And you're probably not going to lose anything on the flavor by doing it that way. Although, I'd have to really, I guess, try them side by side. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way to find out. Old school versus new school. <laughs> I know the cherry is more of a new school garnish. At least, yeah. from my understanding, the cherries Who's not the a cherry traditional... Boring? little sweetness. A little sweetness. Yeah, just a little sweetness to it. Uh, I had some uh, Woodford Reserve cherries the other day. We were brewing at, at Ross's house. Yeah. And he had a bottle of them. And he was... He used some of the juice in the bottle to marinate uh, some steak with. I think that's what he used it to marinate with. But he had a couple marinated steaks left. and cherry juice. Well, well Woodford Reserve Woodford, and cherry yeah. juice kind of mint blended. Yeah, I mean, sounds like it'd be delicious. <laughs> I'm fairly traditional with my steak, but I would absolutely give it a try. Yeah, you give it. A, yeah, give it a shot. But he gave me some of the cherries, and they were freaking. They were. Not as strong as I thought they were going to be, but the the Woodford came through in it for sure when you bit into it. It was just like, whoa. I don't know where he got it from. He told me he got it from a grocery store. I just don't know which one he got it from. Maybe Harvest? 
Maybe he got it from there? I don't know. Could be. I don't know where he lives and where he would normally he's be out, shopping. He's out in Gonzales with me. So. Okay. But Harvest Supermarkets are our normal stop when we leave work because their craft beers section has, like, improved tremendously. Like, it's gotten so much better. Good. The, uh, I think the, per- the person who took it over, her name's Jackie. And, like, it's – when I can't get to – Get to Baton Rouge and go to Calandros and get something. Normally, Harvest will have it. Now they won't have it in maybe a big amount like Taylor could get over Calandros sometimes. Yeah, well, Calandros is always yeah. going to be the the go to spot for that. Yeah, that's going to be. He's the not going to miss releases. No, at all. And that, uh, last week, Harvest got some of the forklift joyride from Ooh, Nola. I wanted to try that. I missed out, dude. It's really good. There were five cans left when we got there after work, and it's a two. Two can limit, so we were lucky enough to get two cans. But that I did, I didn't get, I haven't tried some of the other ones that they've released recently. But that one I was really looking forward to getting. And when I saw that Harvest had some, we went and got it, and it was just like as good as advertised. All the reviews that I'd seen on it. I definitely tried some of the Moon Shoes when that came out. Really enjoyed it. I got some of the Haste Melee that Tin Roof put out. That was really good. Recently, really enjoyed that. That was delicious. Yeah. I, Jacob said they'll probably tweak that a little bit more, you know, when eventually it'll be out in the market. But I, I think it's fine the way it is. I mean, it doesn't drink like a seven percent beer for sure. No, it's very crushable, very yes. easy to drink. Which was trouble when I was there for. Oh yeah, and I realized I've already drank four of these, and I should probably <laughs> let me slow down a bit. Probably drink some water. Now switch you, it up. You can probably. Help me with this, and I, let me know if I'm if I'm just wrong. Or oh, you're wrong. Well, there's a good chance I probably am, but I'm, I'm I don't know. Maybe not about this, but you're wrong, just in general. <laughs> so when the haze hunt first came out, mm-hmm. I distinctly remember that beer not being as boozy as the last batch that came out. Like I distinctly remember drinking like five pints of it <laughs> at the tap room. I did not try any of the last release of Haze Hunt. The, the, I was there for the, the initial release. Yeah. Did you did you think that was boozy? Not for what it actually was, yeah. booziness-wise, as far as alcohol, as far as ABV, ABV podcast shout out there. Thank as far you. as that's concerned, no, I didn't think it was all that boozy. I could tell I was drinking a sh- stronger beer. Yeah. I mean, it was just, like 9%, I think, is what it was? Uh, maybe 10? Maybe 10. Okay. Although I think it might have been one of those where they intended it to be ten, but it ended up nine something. But they'd already done the labels at ten, so they kind of there's yes. there's always a little leeway in the labeling there. They don't, they don't right have to that. be exact on that because of slight variations from batch to batch. Yeah, I want to say that's what happened. I think you're I think you're right. Or on I that. could be thinking of a different ten roof release, but no, I think I think that I think that's what it was. I think I remember Jacob saying something about that. Yeah. So but the last batch, like literally, you'd open you'd open the can and like you could smell the booziness from it, and I could barely finish one can. You'll get a little bit of variation in mash efficiency and yeast attenuation from batch to batch on those kind of things. So one batch of Haze Hunt with the same recipe might be slightly stronger. It's not going to be a wide margin stronger, but yeah. it might be slightly stronger, like half a percent, one percent, probably not even that far. From a previous batch, so it's it's entirely possible that it was a little bit boozier, and it kind of crossed that threshold of. Cause at some point, a beer is going to cross that point where you're like, "Ooh, this is boozy." 
I'm hard, I'm never going to try a five percent beer that tastes boozy. Yeah, no. But you get to ten percent, eleven, twelve, and some somewhere in that range, the percentage of alcohol hits a point to where my taste buds are are pulling that alcohol out from the taste of the beer. Yeah, it just got- so it might have like for your personal taste, maybe one cross that that threshold and your taste buds pulled out that alcohol yeah i mean i like i like boozy beers i like I like a lot of the barrel age stuff but there there have been a few that i drank it was just like i should just be drinking like a cocktail or just like straight oh yeah bourbon. they're out there and like yeah it's like it's like 120 minute or something like that God, yeah like I've, I've had i think i've had two of those Ever and I'm like, okay, it's good, but like, I can't drink this. Like, I don't give me the 90 minute, I'm perfectly fine with that. The 75 minute actually isn't bad, really good beer. Just had that for the first time, that was really good. There's also a 61 minute out there, which is oh, really okay, some sort of uh, I believe grape must or was the 75 minute grape must? I think the 75 minute was, I think. Well, there's a 61 minute that they did with something else kind of mixed in, it's kind of. Some tamales just arrived yes. here at Doe's. We got distracted for a second. Yeah, so sorry if I trailed off there because I was looking at those tamales and they look good. Yeah. Uh, they did a 61 minute. I guess I, I might guess I'm forgetting what the difference was between that and the 60 minute, but I, don't know. I will Google it while you talk about something else real there quick and tell uh, you exactly what it was. Yeah, the 75 minute was like, it was it was fruity. But not like overly fruity, but just the, yeah, the one twenty is just like too boozy for me. And well, calling the one twenty a IPA is a misnomer, really. It's it's a barley wine. Yeah, agreed. I mean, it's a straight. It, yeah. There's just no disguising the maltiness oh, in man. that beer. It's a barley wine, yeah. and I love barley wine, so yeah. I love one twenty minute. I just never felt like. I was drinking an IPA at any point that I've drank one twenty minute, fresh or aged. No, I I remember getting getting a pint of it at Tiger Tavern and was, could have swore the guy poured me the wrong beer. I was like, this isn't an IPA. What is this? And he's like, it's that. I was like, you sure that's the right keg? <laughs> and he looked. He's like, yeah, that's it. And okay, well, it, I guess that's what it would turn me off. Like I'm I'm getting that expecting an IPA, but I'm getting like you said, like a barley wine, and I'm just like, eh. If I want a barley wine, I'll order a barley wine. All right, 61-minute is the 60-minute IPA plus Syrah Great Must from California. Okay. So I was right. It was wine. Yeah, you were right. And the Syrah is probably my favorite varietal of red wine. Well, my favorite varietal of wine. I prefer red over white. Yeah. So that explains why I would like 61-minute <laughs> so much. There you go. I'm pretty sure 75-minute is, is wine as well. But I think it's a blend of... Some, I think it's a blend of 90 minute and some sort of wine infused or wine inspired something. You Google that while I talk a little bit more about there you go. this pecan and peat as I've let it sit and mellow out a little bit. Still, ginger. That ginger is coming through the strongest on this pecan and peat cocktail. I would really actually, and I guess I'll, I'll talk to George. I'd like more peat. But I'm a scotch nut. I love scotch. I love peat. If you're going to call it pecan and peat, I I want more peat. More peat. Not sneaky peat, but That's peat. Sneaky peat. <laughs> so the 75-minute is uh, is a combination of the 60 and 90. Okay. But there's something else added. It's not just a blend of those two beers. 
I'm pretty sure. It doesn't say right here. It's just, uh, oh, well, the, uh, it's brewed with maple syrup. There you go. So there's, there's that sweetness coming in. Uh, continually hop throughout the boil, then dry hop with a slew of Cascade hops. Okay. So really maple syrup's the only difference. Is yep, it's a blend it. of the two and then maple syrup. And I was thinking it was fruity, but it's really the maple syrup is giving it that the sweetness. It's weird. Well, I thought it was. Well, I was getting fruit from it. I don't know about that. Huh? My palate's just jacked up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no one's perfect. This is true. Especially not us. Yeah. I am definitely not perfect. I mean, we're we could we could both be more perfect people. <laughs> this is true. So. Obviously, you haven't you haven't homebrewed in a while. You have a you have a son now. You're about to be guy. a year old. He might be a year old by the time this cranks out. But yes. about to be February twenty first. Happy birthday to Brooks. Probably be around that time that that episode comes out. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, I distinctly remember you not having a beer at Zaps last year. You guys were just hanging out. Um, it was a little rainy. Correct. We were at the tent. Yeah, Zaps. Party. Zaps was one of Brooks's first public appearances because yeah. we brought him out, hung out, uh, had a designated driver, of course, because we had our. Well, we, we should always have a designated driver, regardless. Yeah, regardless. But we had our. <laughs> we had our at that point. I, I don't know, less than two month old son out with us, so we brought him out and he had a good time. And no, we did, I didn't brew a beer for that. I just hadn't had a chance to do it. Yeah, exactly. I just I brewed. One batch after that, when he was still really small and would just sleep for most of the time, and then I brewed our, a batch for Iron Brewer that got canceled. Yeah. So, you know, I went over to our friend Brenton Day's house, and we did a, a big old, uh, I think it was a Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Peaches IPA. Oh, man. Milkshake IPA. That sounds delicious. I believe is what we did for, for Iron Brewer that... Of course, the Iron Brewer got canceled, so I drank it. Oh, that, I shared it with whoever came over yeah. during that time it was on tap, which is like two days because it was delicious, and I drank it all. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I haven't brewed a batch since then, and I need to get back into it. Just got to get him a little bit older, a little bit less needy. Yeah. And exactly. I don't want to ever say that he's needy because I love the kid well, to yeah, death. Yeah. But I mean, he's young, and he wants his parents, and he wants to be there. Yeah. Like, that's un- totally understandable. Yep. But that was gonna be my question: like when, like if you if you brewed anything since then, or if you plan on brewing anything in the near future. Oh, definitely have ideas too. I mean, Zaps is gonna be coming up pretty soon. Yeah, I don't plan on brewing anything for okay. Zaps this year. That might change in the next few weeks. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a wild hair in me, and <laughs> my wife and I will decide. You know what? We can we can handle doing. Taking care of him like a whole Saturday afternoon while we brew a beer at the same time. Yep, right. Why not? We can make it work. Just get your mom. Get Phyllis to come over there and just. <laughs> She'd be happy to. She'd do it. Of course she would. Of course, absolutely she would. She's just watching him right now. In fact, I, I would suggest getting Jay, but I, I don't know if I trust Jay with small children. Jay's pretty low on the babysitter list, <laughs> mostly because he just doesn't have time. Was, There's well, yeah, no that, way Jay's yeah. free ever. No, we we called him tonight to get him to come here with us. He's in New Orleans. Yeah. So, so no, Jay's. Jay we really would be pretty high on the list, except that I know Jay's busy. Yeah. I'd like to see Jay with, with some kid time. That would be a... Uh, be Jay hung out with him a good bit over Christmas. That's good. He likes his little buddy, Brooks. Good. He likes his little nephew. I think Jay's going to be an excellent uncle once he gets... Once Brooks gets a little bit 
bigger. Yeah, when he can like do stuff with him, he'll yeah, like, it'll he'll. Well, Jay gave him, him an excellent Christmas present, personalized like inch signature on the book and everything. I mean, oh, Jay nice. Jay came through on the in the clutch. Jay's been a good uncle. Look at him. Go he's ahead. not super involved yet, but he will be. <laughs> well, like you said, he's so damn busy. Well, yeah, he's he's really busy, and uh, he's he's barely involved with his with government taco because he's got so much other stuff going on. It's just like spread himself thin for sure. Yes, and that's that's part of the hustle. I admire the hustle. Yeah, I mean, if if you're going to be a self-employed guy and run run your own business, you got to. There's no there's no days off. Nope. You've got to work 24 seven to keep it out there. And I've I've seen the guy do it. Like I've worked with him for five, for five years, and it was just like there was nonstop to that dude. He's mm-hmm. constantly on the go. So yeah, he uh, he loved to be here drinking with us. But unfortunately, we just have to drink and eat tamales and steak without him. Yeah, we might have to. I think we might need to get you to hit a pause on this podcast and, and get George to make us these other two cocktails. Well, how about we just do this? We'll just draw this one to a close. We can do that. Then we can eat some tamales, and then we'll have George on for the next episode with two new cocktails. That's a good idea, because George, talking about cocktails, puts me to shame. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he creates them, so. I mean, you know, he, he knows cocktails way better than me. It'll asking me anything about a cocktail with George hanging out would be like <laughs> asking you about how to hit a baseball when we're sitting next to Alex Bregman. Yeah. This, you don't do that. You, no, you go to the no. guy who knows what he's doing. Exactly. Now, come to me. Go to, go to I, Bregman. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a World Series ring. He knows what he's doing. Exactly. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up He's got up an all-star MVP. Yeah, man. Dude, Jesus. I can't wait. I've, I was uh, recording a podcast that isn't out yet, but it's, uh, it's, it's going to be called uh, – Oh, God, now I can't remember the name of the podcast that I recorded. Uh, something Athletes. Why am I drawing a blank on it? Probably because I've been drinking. Uh, but anyways, with Anthony Renato and uh, Jared Mitchell, mm-hmm. two former LSU baseball players. Jared yep. Mitchell, a former football player as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're going to have a podcast series coming out. And uh, I recorded the first six episodes with them. Tommy Talley from Tommy's TV was there filming the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Alex Lang. We had Coach Paul Maneri and, and some other past uh, teammates of theirs and uh, some LSU players that they never played with before that just happened to be in town and they could call up and come over. Yep. And uh, I was like, I know nothing about – like, I've, I play baseball. I've played baseball. I don't know all the the – Statistics and the numbers and all that stuff like it that always went over my head, and I have I can watch college baseball, but I can't watch professional baseball. I like going to LSU baseball games, but I've never been like a big baseball guy. But sitting there and and listening to these guys tell their stories, their time at LSU, and then like going into the majors and stuff like that, I was captivated. Especially Paul Maneri. Paul Maneri had so many stories and remembered things from like years ago. Like to the smallest detail, mm-hmm. I was just like, "How does this man remember?" He was remembering stuff when he was at Notre Dame coaching and stuff. I was like, "It's been a good while." Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, he's been here for God, how many years? Uh, Twelve plus. Yeah, and then we coached LSU to the 2009 national championship. Exactly. I don't remember. Came right after. How many? I, I don't remember exactly when Skip left. Smoke Laval was coach. Yeah. Didn't last too long. Manieri came in. I'm trying to remember if it was before or after Miles. I think it was like right after Miles maybe, huh? Or am I, do I have that wrong? 
I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. But it was probably around the same time, probably mid two thousands. Yeah, maybe into the late two thousands, but I think mid two thousands. That's what I was thinking. It's got. It's got to be around there. Google anyway, will tell us. Google, Google, we should, yeah. If only we had something that could tell us this information. What do we do before Google? God, I don't know. It's, it's weird. You just like, argued about it at the bar until you could yeah. look it up somewhere on, <laughs> on, in an encyclopedia or something. Or you or, came on TV and somebody called you and like, hey, man, I just saw it. I was right. Yep. Exactly. But yeah, it seems like 12, 13 years he's been here. But the man was a great story. 2007 to current. Okay. So, so right at 12. There you go. This will be his third. If you, if you count 2007, this will be his 13th season. Yeah. There you go. That's what I was thinking, late 2000s, so... Yeah, I, I knew Our, it was... My memory was, was close enough. I knew it was somewhere around Les Miles' time. I just couldn't figure out how close. So, yeah, basically he came in, and then the next football season, Les Miles won us a national championship. That's it. We thought we were big things ahead for us, but... Well, you know, <laughs> they, have a, they have a winning record ever since. Yeah, true. Haven't missed a ball game since then. True. Haven't won a national championship since then, but they got to no. one more. We got to one more and haven't Which beat Alabama of, since. <laughs> kind of got to one more. I mean, they, they showed up to the game, I guess. Yeah. That was, yeah. That's a whole other podcast altogether. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to shut this one down. We're Next gonna podcast, LSU football and how terrible The Last Jedi is. God. We're going we're gonna to fight about The Last Jedi, I swear. <laughs> We're gonna. We're just gonna have a, it's gonna be an hour debate about the pros and cons, and it, for you, it's all cons. <laughs> there are a few pros. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna talk about there. There were space is what we're gonna talk about. <laughs> there were pros to the movie. I thought the scene where they hyperspace through like the that, Imperial thing was, was one of great. the most beautifully filmed. I guess it was special affected, but yeah. one of the most beautifully done scenes of the whole series. It also makes you think. Wait. If you can just hyperspace through them, why wouldn't they do one of that with the two ships that like had already fallen off? Like, why didn't one of them turn around and do that and have a droid do it instead of your top commander? Maybe because she's the only one that thought of it. Tell the droid to do it. The droid will do it. Uh, yeah, but the droid can't say no. This is true. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Program a droid. The droid's gonna. All right, that's a whole other podcast. We're gonna. We're, we're alcohol and beer, damn it. All right, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let this one die. It's a quick death. We're going to close it off. Eric, thank you for being here with us at Doze. And, uh, of course. Happy to be here. Having some cocktails with us. We're going to eat some tamales, get some steak in a little bit. You guys don't forget to follow the podcast on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Spotify. Follow the ABV podcast page on Facebook. And uh, go to tpublic, that's T-E-E public.com slash users slash upsets apparel. Get some uh, ABV podcast shows. We'll be glad that you did. So until next time, I'm Chuck Pete. Cheers. got goals for your small business that's why now's the time to level up your marketing with constant contact with powerful tools to find and connect with new customers manage your social posts and events and send automated emails and texts you'll stand out stay top of mind and see results fast 
Constant Contact's cutting-edge technology makes marketing easy, so you can focus on running your business. Start achieving your small business goals with a free trial at ConstantContact.com today.